Hey, everybody. Welcome to Between the Horns. It is episode 100. 100. 100. I love it. Me too. Zero, I, zero. Miles Simmons, DeMarco Farr, and for episode 100, we have producer Matt back in the saddle. Hello. He found us again. He did find I'm us. I'm back. I'm we back. We shook him. And it's here great. he is. Wow. wow. He's like Michael Myers. We you cannot get rid, get rid of him. There he is. See? Exactly. So uh, it is Saturday, August 3rd here as yeah. we are at UC Irvine. The Rams and Chargers are getting ready for their second joint practice of the week. So if that's what you heard in the background there, some Chargers fans were screaming. We may go. Yeah, we may go. Willie? Really? Yeah, this is not your house. No. Yeah, this is not your house, Charger fans. Yeah, Absolutely. So- you are guests here. We may go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep shouting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep shouting, <laughs> keep and, shouting. And, and we'll see what happens. But I, th- I think this is pretty exciting just as a day in general. A lot of fans are supposed to be here, so yeah, uh, we, we will see the energy. I'm sure it will be up. It was great to see, I thought, these two teams kind of go at it on Thursday in that joint practice, too. Good stuff, good work, good teams. I mean, how lucky are you, Southern California football fans, L.A. football fans, that you have Sean McVay and Anthony Lynn both coaching at the same time. No doubt. And, and both teams are really, really good. I just said to one of the – the Charger guys that were that's setting up the field. Uh, may we meet in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. That would be really cool. And there's a possibility. Uh, who knows? If the Rams get back or continue doing what they've been doing and the Chargers can get over the Chiefs and the, the Patriot hump, and who knows? That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be an awesome thing for, for L.A. and just football fans in general. Honestly, I think it might be more the Patriots than the Chiefs. I mean, just, just from the standpoint of, look. They split you, with them, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, you have to be able to beat the Patriots in order to even earn the right to play in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And, and when the Patriots get to January, they're that good. No doubt. So yeah. that's that's always going to be, you know, an element for any team in the AFC as long as Belichick and Brady are still there. F- funny. First bone to pick at uh, in, in episode 100 of BTH. Um, Aaron Donald aside for one second, and okay. he is the greatest player, the best player on the planet. No dispute here, right? Yes, we number one in the NFL top one. Okay, so somewhere around one, two, or three needs to be Tom Brady. I'm okay. just saying. Yeah. The, the guy just won the Super Bowl, right? Again. And he's won six. Mm-hmm. So how can he be anywhere outside of the top two best players in the National Football League? I, I'll tell you, I was actually pretty surprised that Drew Brees was number two. Yeah. Um, he's great. Great in his own right. Um, you know, I, I, I can't take anything away from him um, comparing the two. Who would I rather have at quarterback? Wow, that's tough. Well, I mean, who's your offensive coordinator, right? I mean, I think that yeah, we, we but, talk about- but but I can't take away when I go to Tom Brady's house and look at his trophy case. There's six Lombardis there. Yeah, yeah. So regardless of who's better, you have to say Brady is better because he's won more. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying it's a very simplistic argument to just go with the rings. But like, all right, I hear you. Well, if you can't compare the two, right? If I, they're both great, and if you don't mind picking second, if you had a choice between Brady and Breeze, and it doesn't matter who picks first, you still get a great quarterback. Yes, there's no way to separate them uh, in their ability. Yes. So the only thing you have to go with is how many championships have you won? Okay, fair. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think that anybody, most people, would probably still choose Brady. Probably. Yeah, like, like, I mean, yeah. from many, many different standpoints. Um, but it's going to be interesting, I guess, to see what these quarterbacks look like out here today, right? I mean, you're yeah. talking about guys with the Breeze um, and Brady category. I think you would say Phillip Rivers is at least almost to that tier. And you would maybe not put him quite at the tier because he has not won a Super Bowl. Well, right? I would put him at elite. Um, this is the thing, like Aaron Donald roaming the field, right? That's right. That's going to fire up or get the attention of anybody that has to block him. Any offensive line is going to be automatically awakened. You know what I yes. mean? I have to be at my best because this guy is the greatest. Well, same thing with Phillip Rivers. Your secondary better bring it yeah. because he can put it on the money just about anywhere, and he's got the receivers to burn you. So uh, it's good work for anyone blocking Aaron Donald. It's good work for anyone trying to defend Phillip Rivers mm-hmm. when you can't hit him, when he's got four or five seconds to pick you apart. Yeah. You know, during the, the regular season, he only needs three. But out here, he's got, you know, a, a few extra beats to beat you. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's one of the differences between when you have joint practices and, say, a preseason game, right? Like, you are really controlling the environment of what can happen, what's not going to happen. And I like that. Um, yeah. I think what was interesting seeing things uh, the other day at, the, at Costa Mesa was that you had Sean McVay literally telling 
the the Chargers coaches, defensive coaches, like, hey, I'm going 11, I'm doing this. Because this is practice. It's a controlled situation. You want everybody to be on the same page so yeah. that they know what work they can get out of each and every play. What did I just read something about Matt Nagy saying um, – he, he loves the fact that he gets to go against his defense every day because it makes his offense better. Sure. And my first thought was, yeah, it's the only game where you're guaranteed not to lose. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't go – whatever happens, you you can win that game. Same thing out here when you're above board. No one's trying to win out here. You're mm-hmm. just trying to get better. So, mm-hmm. hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to try to do. And what's your plan against it? Or we don't care what your plan is, but – you know, when you tell someone what you're about to do, it kind of takes the sting out of the practice. It does. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I but I think that's why you do or it. Or out of the out of the drill. It's not live. Right, yeah. exactly. It's right. not live. You're not going to the right. ground. You're not tackling. You're not doing those kinds of things that could be detrimental to somebody's health, right? right? You want everybody to stay up. You want everybody to stay healthy. So you're not tackling. You're maybe thudding a little bit. Oh, you're, you're maybe going. getting a yeah. pop. Yeah, you're but going you're at it. Not, you're not doing something where it's, oh, I need to smack this guy and, like, drive him into the ground. Like, that's that's not what's yeah, going on you're here. being professional. And if there's a mistake, if somebody takes something the wrong way, I mean, it can be explained away. Hey, man, I didn't mean to do that. Yes. Let's just move on to the next one. Yes, point, right? well, well, that's Nothing something personal. that, that's something that I, I think you could appreciate from the Chargers coaches. I mean, Anthony Lynn, I, so I, I'll explain this. I was basically, I wasn't basically, I was. I was watching the Rams offense the entire time yeah. on Thursday because with joint practices, to me, especially if there's two of them, you're going to miss something no matter what you're doing. So I just like well, to speak watch. Speak yourself, Miles. Well, I was watching both. You went back and forth and watched No, both. I was in the middle of the field watching both No, practices. you weren't. I was in the middle of the field. I was right down the middle. No, you were I not. I had Jared Goff. Why are you saying that? I'm, I'm serious. I had Jared Goff. He was the, on the end line over And the here. Chargers defense coming this way. I had uh, Phillip Rivers and their offense going against the Rams defense going that way. Sometimes I got mad because they snapped the ball at the exact same time. That's what I'm saying. You're going to miss something. Every now and then. But there are ways to watch at the same time. Sorry, go ahead. Well, maybe I'll do that today from the stage. No, you but- can't be me. <laughs> You know, if it's if I'm suggesting that to you now, it's too late. My point was <laughs> I was watching offense right. because I plan on watching defense today. I like to zero in, so I'm really, you know, immersing myself within it. Yes, that's what I'm telling myself. Yes, because that's exactly what it is. If that so, works for you, okay. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things work for I me. I didn't miss a whole half so, of practice. <laughs> a whole half, huh? A whole half. Well, you were if you're only watching one side. I know. That's a whole half of practice. My point is, I had to get back to where I was going, I could appreciate seeing Anthony Lynn yeah. saying to his players, hey, if a big pop happened or if they haven't taken like he was on it every single time saying, hey, stay up. We don't right. need to do that. Stay up. Stay up. We're trying to get work in here. Mutual respect. And yes. both coaches, both sides should do that. Yes. You know? Uh, be in on the play when the whistle blows just to make sure it, it doesn't get heated because it is competitive. Right. But there was a time yesterday when I'm watching Mike Pouncey, and I love this, mm-hmm. uh, the Chargers Pro Bowl center. He's got Sebastian Joseph Day. So that's a matchup I want to watch. That's Absolutely. all pro versus the guy that's going to start for the Rams. So I had that shot. On the other field, almost simultaneous, was Brandon Meebane, a Super Bowl championship uh, nose tackle going against Brian Allen. Right, and they snap the ball within what two seconds of each other, mm-hmm. so I can see both. I'm just going back to you. Uh, yeah, I'm just telling you, it, it, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> set that bar high, Miles. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I <laughs> since you did watch more defense than I did, I do want to start with this. What, what did you think of the Rams' defense going against the Chargers' offense? Uh, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, and Clay Matthews, I think, just verbalized it not too long ago. I saw it on Twitter that. Uh, he's going to be used exactly the way he likes to be used, just the way he was in Green Bay. And I think we said that on the show mm-hmm. a bunch. Uh, to see how multiple you're going to be with him. Um, now, right now, I mean, you're just getting work. So, you know, you're you're setting up shots on the pool table just to practice here. Right. But you get a feeling like, okay, he lined up here in inside run drill. He lined up there for pass rushing situations. So it's all broken apart. But if you take it as a whole, if you bring it together in your mind, you can see, wow, yeah, it's going to be what you thought it was going to be. But, you know, that's a thing that does kind of concern me some is depth there and just depth in general. You know, you've got some pretty good frontline guys. Okay, so let's remove a few. Let's play that game. Okay. And you have to start a game, say, with someone else at outside linebacker or someone else at left tackle. Does that change everything for you or just some things? I think it changes some things. Now, I don't know as much – about with left tackle, it probably doesn't change as much because you have somebody like Joe Nopum, and I think he does have good ability 
for that position. Yeah. But in terms of outside linebacker, I, you have somebody in Samson Abukam who started basically all last year, right? right? So I think it depends on if you're saying Clay Matthews is unavailable for one game or if it's Dante Fowler is unavailable for one game, right? I think right. Be, because those guys do play different positions. you got one at strong side and then one at weak side. Fowler's going to rush. Yes, that, it, yeah. as the will. He's going towards your quarterback, absolutely. So a mix of the other two, Clay Matthews, Samson Abukam, right? Okay, but you're expecting and – you're hoping to be versatile with Clay Matthews. Okay, remove that, and you've got to start 10, 11, 12 games with Samson Ebocom and Fowler. It, that, that, would, that wouldn't be ideal. Well, it changes some. It yeah, changes yes, a little bit. That's yes, what I mean. Yes, okay, yeah. so uh, knock on wood, something happens along the O-line. hasn't happened in two years. Say you have to remove an Andrew Whitworth, and this is funny. I think the whole thing revolves around him. Yeah. I think what he does and what he gives you is so important. Okay, if you remove him, how does that change the offense? I think that affects everyone out there. Sure. That, so that's the stuff I start to think. Okay. I, I, I like it. I like what I see. But let me just remove that guy mentally and see what happens if I put in the backup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Do, do I still have the same feeling about the offense and defense? What about the secondary? Uh, I mean, what did you see from them against the Chargers? And then we can have this depth conversation there, too. Uh, you know, Tlaib is unbelievable. Um, in this setting, he's almost unbeatable. In practice? In, uh, just in a setting like this to where, I mean, the I wouldn't say the officiating is lax, but... You know, you're not going to the ground, and there are certain things that, in his mind, he doesn't have to worry about. Right. All he can focus on is you. I can play the drill. Right. I mean, dude, he's if you get past him, quarterback or receiver, in a controlled environment, you've done something. You have really, really, really done something. Because he's good on the football field where he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. In a controlled environment where he has a pretty good idea of what it's going to be, it's like it's either going to be all pass or all run. Dude's almost unbeatable in that situation. What do you think adding Weddle to the secondary then does for somebody like Tlaib? You want me to talk into the mic? Yes. He I would d- prefer that. Yeah. He just walked over and grabbed. Don't I, I was do trying, that. I was trying not to disturb Don't the show. Don't you ever grab a big man's microphone, make sure, boy. Make sure we hear you loud and clear. You got great points. I want everybody to hear them. Thank you very much. Where yeah, was I? Yeah, speak into the mic, bro. Thank you. He just, you know, the hands show up. From the blind side, you know, <laughs> just this hand popped in. I just oh, got a little man. annoyed. What were we, we talking got, about? I don't know, but I just got distracted because I can see fans like oh, yeah. drinking Micheletas. Is that a mu- oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Now, dude, you're going to have to share, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you did. You. I'll come get it. That's cold. We're at work. We are. We need a red solo cup. Yeah, we See, have to hide it. I know. We got to hide that. See, but those are the kinds of things that you can get yeah. when you come out to training camp. So make sure you Fun. do that. Uh, but we, what were we ta- just talking about? A Tlaib, uh, secondary, oh, Eric does Weddle, Weddle bring? How, does, how does that affect uh, him? He's so smart, and it's not just for the secondary. It's for the entire defense, you yeah. know? Yes. Um, because what I have seen is Eric Weddle calling signals. Yes, I was going to bring that up. So that's that's a shift change. You know what I mean? That's That frees up guys like Corey Littleton to be Corey Littleton. So that's what he brings to the offense. It's another coach on the field that can play. Isn't that rare, though, to have a free safety calling signals? I, I think I've seen it maybe a couple of times with a couple other players, but I can't really recall. Well, the only reason—I'm not sure if Palomalo did it, but I'm sure he was somewhere involved in, you know, the decision process. Sure. You know, whether I like it or I don't like it, this is what we're going to run, watch for this type stuff. In Baltimore, I'm sure Ed Reed would have done it. If, That's a name that was coming to mind. If uh, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis wasn't there. there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but it helps— you know, the, your your smartest guy or your how, how do you say this? Your 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 sharpest soldier is going to be your team leader. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's what he brings to the defense. Plus, he can also play pretty good free safety. Yeah. You know, really good free safety. Yeah. What'd you What'd you see from him against the Chargers? Same. He's yeah. always in the right spot. Yeah. You know, I mean, rarely. And I love this. And this is why I talk and 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 I, I react to people's reactions. Like. For instance, this brings up something. Mark Barron last year went mm-hmm. a long stretch without making any wild plays, right? Yeah. But he wasn't close to making wild plays. Sue went the same, long stretch without making wild plays, but he was a step short, a bunch. Like, if you would have read that faster or did something quicker, your stat line is completely different mm-hmm. for the day. So uh, maybe he wasn't overly productive, but he was very, very solid, if that makes any sense. It does? Yeah, so, so moving forward. So with Eric Weddle, I rarely see him, even if the play gets behind him, clap his hands, shake his hands, or didn't know why it happened. You know what I mean? Mm. And when you come back around to that same scenario, he's adjusted. Right. You know? So the same play, same concept, same whatever, 
They were attacking him. Now he's in the right spot to either make a play on the ball or the man. That's what I noticed. Well, and isn't that just coming with veteran experience? Because those are the kinds of things. You talk to players out here, and they say, okay, well, Eric Weddle can tell you to take a step left, take a step right, and then that can really set you up for making a really good play on whatever snap that is. True. Uh, Some, I mean, look, some pros get into year four or five, and they're still getting beat by the same stuff. Right. Over and over and over again. They're just athletically gifted at what they do best. They stay in the league, but... I mean, to, to be able to fool him on anything, concept-wise, personnel group, what have you, the play comes in from, from Wade Phillips, and he doesn't like it for whatever reason. And no one knows why, but you still trust him enough to adjust the defense. Yes. Yeah, that, I think that comes with more than experience. That's just being instinctive, being a great football player. What I, what I have also thought is pretty interesting is he said that you have to establish trust between everybody and accountability, right? So when he does those kinds of adjustments out there on the field, he said the most important thing is that my teammates know if I'm wrong, then I'm going to take the blame for it, right? Right. Like he knows I am accountable for it and I have no problem being accountable for it. And that's something that not everybody does, right? Like yeah, sometimes yeah. people will tell you, oh, you know, make sure you step here and then they do it and then something happens and the coach is like, well, why were you there? And right. nobody says anything. There's a guy I'm still mad at for the rest of my life because he left me hanging in a Monday meeting. Really? We called something on the field. We called a stunt on the field, right? Yeah. And it was just us. It didn't come off the sideline. This yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. So, and he didn't run it. And they hit us on it where he should have been. <laughs> so when we got to the sideline, I got ripped. Of course Because you I'm did. leaving my gap. It's a gap switch. Yes. I'm taking yours, you're taking mine, and he wasn't there for me. So I'm getting ripped, and I'm waiting for him to step up and say, my bad, I'm supposed to come around. And he just sat there and let me take it. Man. And then did it the next day in the meeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I never said anything. I took it. My bad. But I just know what type of person you are from here mm-hmm. on out. Oh, yeah. I will never trust you again. But um, from an interior guy with a guy like a safety, he's your last line of defense. So there's math that goes on when you're taking on blocks versus the play you're seeing. So you're going guard. Ball goes away. Yeah. Next guy is linebacker, right? Yes. You can kind of feel if that guy is blocked. Then your next thing goes to safety, right? Safety's supposed to be filling because we're pursuing Cuts off ball. Ball should stop. We should make the play here for zero gain plus one, right? Yes. Okay, when that doesn't happen, you start to lose faith in your safeties. Right. Or they miss. Eric Wells is a guy you're going to trust completely. He's always going to be in the right spot for run support, in the alley, where he needs to be, cutting off the ball, throwing it back to you so you make plays. Does that make sense? Yes. All you have to do is do your job. You know he's going to do his. Mm -hmm. And that's... Almost immediate. You can see that from watching film. You can. Yeah. I, and, and it's why he's been in this league so long. It's why he's been successful. And I think it's part of why everybody in the secondary and really everybody on the defense seems to be so excited to play with him. Yeah, I mean, you should. Uh, you're going to make plays. You're going to be smarter. I mean, there's going to be things that even Wade Phillips can't help you with that he can. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're out here. I'm actually out here watching. I'm, I'm physically a part of this. Yes. And I can help with adjustments. When you see this, watch this. When you see this, this is what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? And it seems like he's clairvoyant. No, the guy's just been through a bunch of wars. Mm -hmm. You know? He survived. (laughs) He's going to help you get through, too. Right? (laughs) You know, I thought it was interesting, too, uh, hearing him talk about talking to Philip Rivers. And he said he misses the conversations between those two. Obviously, they were teammates for many years um, in San Diego with the Chargers there. So what he was saying is that during Thursday's practice – You'd be going up to Philip Rivers and say, hey, what did you see there? You know, they can go back and forth, and they really can help each other out and make each other better in large part because, well, you're not going to see these guys during the regular season. So it's not like the only chance you're going to see these guys is in the Super Bowl, and then if that happens, these yeah. two teams are going to be very, very different because that's happening all the way in February. I saw a picture of three of my teammates, and I am so lucky. I really sometimes, I mean, Super Bowl ring aside, but I got three guys in the Hall of Fame that I played with, Kurt Warner, uh, Orlando Pace, and Marshall Falk. Jerome Bettis, too. Jackie Slater as well. But three guys that we were close. And you won the Super Bowl with Won the Super guys, Bowl yeah. with. Practicing against Orlando Pace was a nightmare. <laughs> and he's not even blocking me. He's blocking a defensive end. Uh-huh. We hardly, if ever, made contact in practice. But he could call out every single thing I was about to do just by staring at me. <laughs> just by the stance I'm given. Oh, he's coming inside. He'll tell the guard he's coming inside. Like, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let him figure it out. But he was just that smart. So, you know, guys like that that are are on another level, like Weddle, like Rivers, 
they can only help out the other mere mortals on the field. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up Orlando Pace because I did want to talk about the Rams' current left tackle and Andrew Whitworth because that's somebody, I mean, he's 37, he'll be 38, I believe, in December. Yeah. And he is still going out there and stonewalling guys as if he is one of these young spring Good. chickens in the league. You know, I mean, I put him in, and this we may fight on this because you are a Cleveland guy. Okay. But I put him in the same category as Joe Thomas. Oh, I, I, why would we fight on that? I think you're right. I just, you never know. I mean, people are, oh, Joe Thomas is insane. He's the greatest thing ever. Never gave up a sack or a pressure. Uh, well, you I know mean, people you are. know, yeah. yeah. But no, I think that it's very fair to put those two guys in the same sort of category. Yes. I mean, they, they, they really came up at the same time in that AFC North division. And it was a position when you had both of those guys there, you didn't worry about it. You know, despite yes. the, the quarterback troubles that both teams went to until, I mean, Cincinnati with Andy Dalton and then now Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and unfortunately Joe Thomas isn't there to see it. But I think those two guys are probably two of the best left tackles of their era, right? No doubt. Is, is, I mean, those two, Joe Staley would be another yeah, one I would put up in that menace. category. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to love watching Quinn and Staley go at it oh, yeah. twice a year. That was always fun football. And I'm going to miss Frank Clark. For that very same reason, watching him take on, you know, Andrew Whitworth twice a year. That was always fun. But, you know, yeah, uh, you are the the premier left tackle, one of the premier left tackles in the game, mm -hmm. right? That's how people see you. So, Still at age 37. So at the end, when we get to December, January, going into February, I, I want people to say the same thing about you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So And he's done nothing but been that guy in practice so far. Like you said, he's... He's right back up to speed already. Yeah. Yeah, there's no letdown in him. Yeah, and that's I, you could see it really, and I think they were in a, a red zone play, and Goff drops back. He's looking for Gerald Everett, and he has time to get the ball there because you have Andrew Whitworth just absolutely washing Joey Bosa out of the play. And Joey Bosa is one of the premier pass Rush, rushers man. in the league. Yeah. He's great, and apparently his brother in San Francisco is supposed to be better. So that's going to be interesting what? to see. But – at the same, whoa. What the heck was that? That was me chiming in. We have new features over here. Do it again. What? I like that. Whoa. <laughs> I thought that was Sound real. Sound effects. I thought that was real. I'm Somebody like, got smacked off to my right side. Goodness, whoa. that's cool. Jeez. I told you. you yeah, yeah. Okay. brought it out do for, we, the, for training camp. I know. Well, do we have more sound effects? Uh, no, I just wanted that one for. Okay. I, I got a special okay. surprise for you at the end. Wow! Oh, interesting. That's, that's about it. Okay. Dude. Well, we'll we'll go with the special. I didn't know surprise. what that was, Miles. I know. Wow. I was a little confused too. Yeah. I was like, we What's can going go. On I think we got me? a trap horn in here. Yeah, we do. Ooh. I like it. Nice, nice, no. nice, nice. That just makes me want to run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to run. All right, next drill. <laughs> right. Um, but if you if you think about, um, gosh, I kind of lost my train of thought now, Matt. What, Joey you, Bosa's what, better. Thank yeah. you. Nick Bosa is probably better than Joey Bosa. Well, we'll see. Yes. Well, he slotted to be better. We'll see. He is slotted to um, be One of the funny things, I, and I owe him an apology. I thought Richard Williams was crazy. When oh. Venus Williams ruled tennis, and he said, watch, if you think she's good, wait for the sister. Yep. Ah, nobody's better than Venus. Well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20-some uh, grand slams yeah, later. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. exactly. But th regardless, I, I think when you have Andrew Whitworth, and he can still anchor the, the offensive line as he is, yeah. and, you know, it's not it's not nothing. right? You, no. you have Jared Goff upright for as much as he has been because of guys like Andrew Whitworth and Goff does not have to worry about what's coming from that side of him right. because Whitworth is still so good and so that that just makes the offense go no doubt in a, in a way I kind of equate him to Kareem in his later years right I mean oh. yeah I mean he's a problem for any other center I can care your age or experience level you know that sky hook is damn is damn near unblockable like, right. you know what's coming right, right. so What's the same thing? I mean, everyone else outside of Aaron Donald, anybody on defense, but on offense, definitely. On every single snap, Andrew Whitworth is under attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, either their best guy or their second best guy is over him mm -hmm. for 16 straight weeks. You know what I mean? Um, so that that's his job. He accepts that role, and he's really good at it. Like you said, man. If you run yourself out of the play, he ain't going to fight you. He's right. going to wheel you away. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, it's like, thank you very much. Right. If you like, come inside, you flatten yourself out. He'll just cave you on you down. Thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you find a guy that actually has some skill that's going to give him a fight, well, look, man, um, you, you can do a lot worse. You know what I mean? Than, yeah. than facing Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. 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 No doubt about it. Uh, what do you think 
that Noteboom and Allen have to do at left guard and center to really just be prepared for what's coming in the regular season? You know, I, I wish you can simulate it, and maybe when you get to Oakland, because it might not happen here because of what we were talking about with their head coaches. Yeah. But for me, they got to get in. They got to, and there's no way to say it. I wish I could curse because oh, there's only no. one word. Well, you can't do that. Uh, they need to get into the the rough. The rough. They need to get into trouble. They need to get into some stuff. Yeah. I mean. They need to really get into the poop. I think, I think, yes, thank you. The other word. I know, I know what you're trying thank to you. say. There's movies made, like, you know, where I think it's like a Van Damme movie where he's been training in the woods and he <laughs> thinks he's ready and then his master takes him into a bar with a bunch of drunk guys and says, you know, have at it. To test yourself. But, I mean, seriously, when you get into the regular – what I'm saying is when you get into the regular season, right? Yeah. I mean, it's for keeps. And those yeah. guys that you're blocking, like Andrew Whitworth, are either well-paid or looking to get well-paid. And they're looking for turnstiles, you know? So you got to really get into it to get mm -hmm. yourself ready for the regular season. So I would like to see them get into a dust-up. Not a fight, but just a mess. Yeah. Yeah, with, with two – a nose tackle and a three technique or – uh, whoever on the D-line that just doesn't take any guff. That's you, not their friend. Okay, do you think they need to play in the preseason? Like, are they, yeah. going to be able, are they going to be able to get enough in these practices, like the ones we're going to have today with the Chargers, right, and then next week in Napa? Is that going to be enough for them, or do they need preseason? Yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine with the way they're practicing. Don't get me wrong. But just to accelerate it, I, I would say this. If you really want to get some good work, and you're getting good work against Aaron Donald, right? No doubt. Walk up and slap him in the face. I mean, really. I think that, that I would not do that. Make him mad. Show, make him show you what game speed looks like for real. May, make him want to wreck your day Absolutely. at practice. Yeah. I, I said this about Pouncey, uh, the Chargers center. Yeah. You should beg him to go full speed so you can get a full speed look. Because if you can beat him or hang with his full speed, you can hang with 90% of the league. I, you really, no, you can hang with anybody I'm else. just, I'm, I'm, with all due respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you, but you can hang with anybody. That's what I'm saying. With so, right. I mean, you should want, I, I, for those two guys, I want to see them get into it where you can't have help. McVay's not going to help you. Whitworth isn't going to help you. It's, I got to man up and block this guy. Mm -hmm. Or I got to man up and block this guy's trash talk out. Hmm. And keep my head, you know? Yes. And that's not going to happen when everybody's being nice to each other. No, it, it won't. But So I think you just want to see the intensity level ratcheted up a little bit. Then. Yeah. Is that kind of it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's weird. I mean, some guys, uh, they, they wait to get punched in the mouth to respond. Right. And sometimes that's the wrong attitude because if you're waking up, you know, Jared Goff could be just waking up. Right. <laughs> you know, before yes. you wake up. Yes. So. That's the only thing. I mean, they, they haven't been out there when it's real, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's the only thing I wish I can simulate for those guys. Well, I just, I don't know that you can. It, it, it's hard because somebody asked this for mailbag. Well, play and preseason. We'll, right. Yeah. Well, but even then, because I don't, I think that it's going to be a pretty big trend where most players are not going to play well, in preseason. If yeah. they do, they're not going to play very much. Well, just remember, we'll starters, Sean say. McVay knows, and I mean, the entire offense or this series could be just about those two guys. So I don't care if it's third and 17. We're running a dive between... Both of your shoulders. Yes. Yeah, let's see what you do. I want to see if you can handle it. We're going tempo. We're going to change the snap count on you. I want to make sure you can thank Brian Allen, and I'm not giving you help. Note boom. Sure. For 16 plays. Let me see how you handle it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, but that I think might be what you see from them. It was interesting hearing from Sean McVay the other day. He said that they're going to evaluate whether or not they want to play Note Boom and Allen in the preseason, basically, because they don't have the reps, right? If you're talking about Austin Blythe, uh, Rob Havenstein, and obviously Andrew Whitworth, those guys have all been in the league and they've played a bunch of snaps, so they don't need to necessarily play like you would need your young guys to make sure that they're ready. Yeah. I, I think in an ideal world, though, you probably don't play those guys in the preseason. Well, look, man, I mean, I, I want to test those tires before I get out on the road. You For know, sure. I really I, do. And, I, but the guys yeah. that have some wear and tear, a lot of tread on the tire, you don't have to. Maybe Blythe plays a little. Maybe, a, a but little, I even play Blythe. A little bit, maybe a series just to get everybody lined up, right? So, like, for for him, it just to pass, say, A like, pass protection, a screen, and a draw, get out. Okay. Yeah, nothing that puts you in harm's way. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't I even just know if I do that. Get you, your reps. Why? What, what is it necessary? It might be necessary just for communication. I mean, look. It's okay, fo- okay. Communicate. You mean yeah. communication from him to no Boom and Allen? Right. We're going to do this, and okay. I want him to. Call, I want the rook to call it. Right. Okay. Okay. So we're going to run three plays that you know don't really feature you as a guard. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But yes. just for communication's sake, chemistry's sake, I need you to take these reps. Okay, that makes sense. And that's all. And then roll in Denby, roll in Evans, everybody else out. But yeah. Look, if you haven't made start number one and you're moving in, into year two, that's very young. You can play preseason. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's. I don't know. I think you don't want to see them get hurt, but you do want to see them get prepared. Because when you're going from two guys in Roger Saffold and John Sullivan, who played the left guard and center position, and they had as much experience as they did... Going to this, there are going to be some growing pains. I, I think that mm-hmm. it's fair to expect that, right? And it's not going to be their fault, but they just don't have that experience yet, right? Like, right. Am, am I am I crazier? No, 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 absolutely not. But, I mean, guys that – I mean, people have been here before. This is not unheard of, going into your second year and becoming the starter. Some guys, you know, take to it like ducks to water, and they don't have that growing curve, uh, growing pains, and they, they don't make a ton of mistakes. Right. They're on their way to being a pro bowler possibly beyond so that's also a possibility but sure i mean I, I i wouldn't want to put the same fence around a second year non-starter or new starter as i would andrew whitworth or todd Gurley or anyone else that's actually produced at a high level right yeah you have to earn being out of preseason yes yeah not just because you're penciled in as the starter right right no you do and so we will continue to monitor that i think this particular practice and then obviously the couple of practices uh, in napa next week with the raiders they're probably going to say a lot about where those two guys are no doubt absolutely i mean same thing i mean watching the offense and i just remember the the rams d-line taking on the raiders offensive line early mm-hmm. was it a couple seasons ago or last season uh it starts to the Raiders? Together. Yeah, Did the Raiders. Was, that was last year. That was Week last one. year. And just jumping in with both feet against a pretty good and physical offensive line. That helps you for the rest of the year. Yes. So I hope the same thing happens with the Raiders' defensive line or okay. the Chargers' defensive line. Mm-hmm. That it's it's tough early. You can get you know pretty good reads and looks and understanding about who you have and what you need to do to get better. Sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, two players that I thought stood out in a really good way for the Rams offense against the Chargers defense uh, the other day were Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. You know, I think these tight ends and we've talked about this a lot I think over the course of the offseason and now into training camp, the tight end position is one where the Rams can gain the most. On offense, right? And again, you're talking about a team that finished number one in scoring in 17, number two in scoring in 2018. So there's only so much room for improvement. However, you have not gotten very much out of that tight end position. And so if you can, and if Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett both take steps forward, then where does that put your offense? Man, you're in great shape. Oh, dude, it, it balances the whole thing out. If you've got Cup on one side, slot receiver, and a tight end that's just as dangerous on the other side of the formation. Yeah. I mean, think of yourself defensively. You are spread out all over hell yeah. trying to cover everyone, right? And, and the left tackle, like we said, is solid. So you can't get pressure there. It's just, wow, that just makes everything tougher to defend. Um, and way back, Kellen Winslow Sr. Yeah, yes. told me. He Chargers al- great. He always thought the tight end is always open. And I agree with him. Hmm. You know what I mean? The tight end is almost open in every single you know offense versus every single defense. That's your matchup problem. It's and I'll say this. Problem. I'll say this, man. Just like outside linebacker or let's say Sue and Clay Matthews and Weddle coming over. At some point, there's going to be those athletic tight ends that come knocking on the door for a chance to play in L.A. Okay. You know what I mean? In this offense. Actually, yeah. yeah so you better start <laughs> making some hay out here, bro. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether or not uh, you know the Rams – extend Tyler Higby at some point because he is one of those guys who would be coming up at the end of the season, right? And yeah. it, it, this same situation that Rob Havenstein was in last year. So we're, whether or not the Rams will do that, we'll see. But I think Tyler Higby has shown that he has some receiving ability. Now, was he drafted in the second round to really be that kind of Jordan Reed element, whatever you want to say, as uh, Gerald Everett was, the first pick of the Sean McVay era? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. But I think Tyler Higby still can has shown he can block really well. 
He's great as an inline blocker. And that is very important when you've got somebody like Todd Gurley. And he looks significantly stronger than he did last year for some reason. I don't know what you it is. So? If he's just, it's, I think it's his arms, man. I th- it may be the black hair. Maybe. It okay. may be the hair color. Fair. Yeah, Fair. yeah. Yeah. When he had the blonde. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy Fieri. I think I might try that guy. But the black-haired Higby, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, you know. Just dark au natural. I may just pick up a brick. I, I see where you're going. He looks tougher. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, just, you've been around, so question. Let's go back to Lance Kendrick era. Oh, boy. Okay, are you better or worse? Better. By how much? I'll, I would say by a significant margin, but you also have a better offensive system. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, let's go back even further then. Uh, Jared Cook, better or worse? Woo. You know, I... I did I text this to you, tweet this to you? I said a lot of people are going to, like, eat their words on him. You, you texted that to me, I, yeah. Oh, I did. Okay, when yeah. he's in New Orleans, I, you're going to see what he's all about with a quarterback that can actually get the football with a competent offense. Well, hold on now. You saw that in Green Bay, did you not? Something's going on in Green Bay. Okay, but I'm saying, like, when he was in Green Bay. You saw that, but, I mean, I think this is – he'll be able to reach his potential, like, in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I think he's going to be a problem for a lot of people. So, yeah, that, but what I'm saying is, I mean – I agree with you. It's a long way of saying the tight ends, they have a wonderful opportunity in this offense. Yeah. This is the last part of this offense that hasn't really taken off or had the had a game that just, you know, set everybody looking at them. I still think those two games or those games are out there for those two guys. For sure. And if you look at what it is that the Rams are utilizing them for, I think if you see Gerald Everett in the red zone, that is ideally where you want him, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he can be the matchup nightmare, the matchup problem from that spot. Because, like, you you, like you line a smaller safety up on him, and they did this once. If you remember, this was 17 when the Rams were at Arizona. Oh, yeah. Right? It was fourth down, and I believe the Rams ran a slant to Gerald Everett. It caught it in the end zone for a touchdown. Right. And that was because Tyron Matthew was lined up on him. That's a matchup problem. A little dude. Yes. Right. right. There's no way that that guy should be able to cover you in that small space, and he couldn't. That's got to be consistent. Like, yes. you know, there, there are certain people where you, you can watch Travis Kelsey. Depending mm-hmm. on who's over top of him, you know it's complete. Yes. You know you know you yes. got an issue. Ertz, uh, I guess, was kind of the same way. Depending on who walked out with him when he detached, mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's a completion for whatever quarterback's throwing to him. So, Gerald Everett, uh, Higby, either one of those guys turns out to be that guy for, for Jared Goff. Your offense never leaves the field. Right. And that's the thing, man. If that It's so interesting because you have guys like Woods, like Cooks, like Cup, and we know what they're capable of. And, and what you have to do to stop them. Right. Yeah. So then, it, like, if you get that tight end and he's a really great receiver too, then all that does is open up opportunities for your running backs. Right. And Todd, Todd Gurley, as we know, has not seen very many stacked boxes in the last couple of years because the Rams just utilize 11 personnel and basically nothing else. I think that'll be a little bit different this year, and I know you do too. Well, you know, when Torrey Holt was with us and he was talking about yeah. when Isaac Bruce and, and, and they were both on the same team and how much they would force cover two. Because mm-hmm. they would have to. They would have to keep two safeties on the roof because one of these guys is going to run by our corner, right? Yep. So there goes Marshall versus a seven-man box. He even mentioned that with Steven Jackson. You know? Yes. When Steven Jackson got the, the – when the, there was a rare occasion when the box wasn't stacked for him, he made them pay immediately. Right. So, but that was dependent on the, the, the offense working and the receivers and tight ends threatening the defense to cover in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing now that you're really going to be able to see. That Not that we haven't already, but I, I just wonder what the new element of the offense is going to be this year. It's going to be, it has to be personnel groups. Yeah. And at some point you'll see, you know, like you said, Henderson and Gurley on the field at the same time. You think you, so? Yeah, of course. I mean, and I keep going back to Tavon Austin. Way back when, it was basically the same deal. So Sort of. End around, jet sweep guy that yes. pulls the... Backside defensive end, off of pursuit, so there's a cutback lane for Todd Gurley. Yes. It's the same sort of, but I think this will be a little more explosive and a little, he's a little thicker than Tavon, and that's Definitely. being nice. That's being nice. Yes. But, but the same sort of, you know, hell, hell if you, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yes. If, you don't, if your defensive end steps down to stop, you know, the, the cutback from Todd, right. the end around's gone. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If you play the end around, Todd Gurley's going to cut back through that. You know, I always go back to, that game that the Rams played in Cincinnati, and they t- brought out the Wildcat. 
right? Yeah, and I remember, yeah. You remember seeing that? Yeah, I do. I remember seeing that in practice and like people being like, oh, you can't report it, you can't report it. I'm like, I know, I know, it's fine. But like it works for that one play and right. Tavon went 60 yards down the field <laughs> and then they tried to do it more and it didn't work. No, anymore. that's, you know, Wildcat is like the, the fumble Ruski, you know, You'll, you can only use it once. <laughs> yes. That's all. One snap and then that's that's it. I'm pretty sure Todd Gurley has two passing touchdowns from his time in Georgia from the Wildcat. Really? He does? I'm pretty sure. Oh, no kidding. What's I know he has one. Was it that ugly jump shot put? No, it was right. a it was a like a real 25, 30 yard pass. Okay. All right. Interesting. So See, I hate when else? like running backs do that and they get like the shot the, the, the shot put pass. Yeah. The Tebow. Right. And, yes, and they score exactly with it and they it call is. it like a touchdown pass. No, that was a that's basically a forward pitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, well, like the the the, put, the touch. No, pass? he's throwing it. It's just oh, it's but so it just ugly. Looked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we will ever see Todd Gurley really throw a pass. Why not? I think Cooper Cup is more likely. If anybody is is ready or could get any defense to bite on a halfback pass, it would be him. Okay, fair. As soon as thirty touches the football, you're going to get all eleven coming at him. Got it, Matt. Okay, I was wrong. One attempt, one completion, 50 yards. It wasn't a touchdown. Okay, oh, well, okay. he did but have a 50 yards. Yard that's pass. a lot. That's a lot. That yeah. could, uh, probably a lot of that was yards after catch. Yeah. I might have to ask Todd about that. It's Todd's birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Todd Gurley. Happy birthday, Dante Fowler. Nice. Happy birthday, he's Tom gonna light it up. Brady. He's going to light it up. Dante Fowler? Fowler's going to light it up. I actually think so, too. Yeah, he's going to light it up. You know, it's funny. I saw the other day um, there was a quote from Todd Gurley, and he said that Dante Fowler sometimes getting to the quarterback or getting to the ball, whatever, as fast as Aaron Donald. And I have seen a lot of people dispute that on Twitter, and it is true. I saw it with my own eyes, okay? Like, when there was a, a play the other day, and I think I put this in 10 observations, which you can keep reading on therams.com. But, you, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you put, put, play the air horn for that one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, anyway, but there was a play, and it was a Rams one defense against the twos on offense, and Fowler and Donald both came from the left side of the defense, right? But they got into the backfield so fast that Blake Bortles basically couldn't even hand the ball off yeah. to the running back. Wow. Okay? And so when you see that, I'm telling you, Dante Fowler has got that kind of speed. He's got jets. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's becoming more flexible. Remember what we called Quinn? Like Gumby. Gumby, because the guy can bend, and he would slip and slide around corners. Uh, not to that extent, but, boy, he gets real skinny at the point of attack. Yeah. There's not a lot to hit for right. offensive tackles. So he's coming off with speed and velocity and just sliding by blockers. That is a good sign. Mm -hmm. That is the mark of a pass rusher. When you can go to a signature move yes. and it still works time and time again. Uh, so, yeah, I think he is setting up and gearing up for a hell of a run. He knows that he's in a contract year. Of course. You can tell, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's we used to say this, the carrot in front of the donkey, right? It's right there. Yes. You know, all you've got to do is catch that darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can do it, though. And if you have... Him, you have Donald, you have Clay Matthews. Yeah. If you're an offense, that's a problem. No doubt. I mean, look, uh, at some point, you know, with Donald, he's going to see a lot of attention. We know this, right? So there's your double. But those two guys are going to be singled up more often than not. Matthews and, and Fowler. Matthews and Fowler. Yeah. So you're going to get one-on-ones with a lot of people. Yes. Now, you just have to do something with it and make plays. I, yeah, you do. Yeah. And I think he can. I think the most interesting thing about Fowler right now is he was a number three overall pick. And I feel like people tend to forget that just based on the way he kind of got passed over in Jacksonville, right? I mean, there are reasons for that. He had the ACL that happened at, on his first day of rookie minicamp, which still to me is just like one of the most horrible things that you can think of, like for a player. Like I cannot imagine that you go, you do everything that you do, you finally get in to the NFL and then boom, like the bad things happen immediately, yeah. you know? It happens, man. I mean, you're going to have to work your way through it but I mean there are a lot of people that you know they say he's on the bubble of a bust yeah you know you haven't seen enough I mean if you look at his production chart okay it's not there for a number three in the draft right right not right. yet not yet this is the year for him this is the year where it should all come together right you're gonna be in one spot you are a starter you're in competition every single snap for your life right that's the way it goes absolutely but you are a frontline guy 
Yes. We're going to get every opportunity to do what you do best. Now let's see what type of player you really are. I think seeing him against this Chargers offense and this Chargers offensive line, it's going to be a good test for what he can do against some of the league's top tackles. I mean, these, these, this offensive line is good. You know, I mean, thinking about him, and you got to go to well, when you play Arizona, you've got air raid. Then you've got Seattle to where it's just straight up slam your head against the wall a thousand times and make plays there. And then you got San Francisco, which is very, very multiple, right? So as a right defensive end or any sort of pass rusher, I don't think anybody else is going to be challenged as much as him. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, he, and all three quarterbacks outside or, yeah, outside of Garoppolo, and even he can move. Kyler Murray can move. Russell Wilson is almost impossible to bring down. So if you can somehow find a way to get double-digit sacks in your division versus those guys, you've done something. Well, that you know what? When you look at the different quarterbacks in the division, I mean, you talk about Russell Wilson being almost impossible to bring down. Kyler Murray could do that too, yeah. right? You know, he's got Potentially. speed. He's got speed like Vic. You saw it. We were up there when the Rams just put it on Seattle, that 42-7. That was a fun day. Beating? Or was it the one here in L.A. where Russell Wilson? No, it was up there. They should have had, like, 12 sacks on him. And the only reason they didn't was because of him. Yes. You know, getting out of stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. Yes. So he can do those kinds of things. Uh, I think Kyler Murray has that kind of ability. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know what kind of offense the, the Cardinals are going to oh, yeah, put out do. there. Yeah, you do. No, I mean, I just mean in the sense that you don't know what is surrounding him yet. You don't. Yeah, it's it's air raid, throw the ball every down and let him run it and then mix in David Johnson. You know what's coming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. You just don't know exactly how it's going to look. Right. Um, but then Garoppolo... Man, you just don't know what you're going to get coming off that ACL injury. Now, if he looks anything like Cooper Cup, I bet he's fine. Probably. No doubt. I mean, that offense is tough, uh, and they've got some good parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just think of what they did. They had success. They just didn't win a lot of games, but they had success offensively. Yeah, they did. They kept losing people. So remove said quarterback, put in Garoppolo or any credible good quarterback and what would you get on game day that's a pretty tough out when you play San Fran no no doubt Uh, so preseason football it's going to start a week from today for the Los Angeles Rams when they will take on the Oakland Raiders there at the Coliseum I don't know what Coliseum it is now but whatever their name it's the Oakland Coliseum the Oakland Alameda Coliseum yes Uh, it used to be O.co I think it's something different Uh, but what are you looking forward to seeing during those games. Is there any player in particular? Bortles. Yeah? Yeah, if, if Goff isn't going to play, and... And he won't. And, and I, he better not. Yeah. Yeah. But let's... Uh, I, I guess the, the going sentiment is that the Rams have upgraded at backup quarterback. Well, let's see that... Let's make sure that bears out. So, yeah. that's the first guy I'm looking to. Okay. You know, let me. I want to see Bortles play well. I want to see what he does in this offense. Or at least half of it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think that the connection between him and Mike Thomas is going to be one that we are going to talk about a lot throughout the preseason. Yeah, it's it's so funny. And now they're the backup offense, right? When Bortles and Thomas are in there. Yes, the twos. But it's so modern day football. It's a quarterback feeding one guy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's 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 so modern day football. But yes. if you're Blake Bortles and this is all due respect to anybody out there, why wouldn't you feed a guy that big? Right. Yeah. That can jump. That can run. You know what I mean? No, so His strong hands. There yeah. are a few catches that he made in that Chargers practice on Thursday where it's like, okay, Mike Thomas, I see you. You are going yeah. firm hands to the football. That's exactly what you want. Outside of Reynolds, just this is just for fun. This is way down the road. Well, actually, it's week two when you play New Orleans, right? Yeah. Okay, the receivers you have, Cup, Woods, Cooks, which one can simulate Mike Thomas for the defense? Oh, the New Orleans Mike Thomas. Yes. Which one can simulate him? Robert None. Woods, maybe? None. <laughs> you need Mike Thomas, right? So you, you need the- <laughs> Mike Thomas. You need Mike Thomas to simulate Michael Thomas. Well, I mean, that's but that's just that's what I'm telling. It's like it's so modern NFL with yeah. those two guys. Yeah. That's what you're going to see, and that's what's happening in New Orleans. Yes. That's why you pay that guy a hundred million bucks. You yes. can jam it into him ninety times in a year. Yes. And so that's you. You see that connection, I think, between Blake Bortles, Mike Thomas. You then you, the other one is JoJo Natson. Yeah, both of those guy. guys. Yeah, both of those guys. I thought uh, with JoJo Natson and Mike Thomas had really good days against the Chargers. Todd Gurley even shouted them out in his press conference, saying that both those guys had a day. You know, one. You know, JoJo was close a lot last year, right? 
You mean to breaking one? Uh, on punt return. Yeah. He was close, a lot. I had some really good returns. Um, you know, as a receiver in preseason, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. You know, once you got over how, you know, how he looked and how small he how was. How small he was. Yeah, the guy can make plays, you know, so I hope that continues. He made a diving catch the other day that I was pretty impressed by, like going toward the sideline. He had to run under it at Blake Bortles' pass that was just kind of floating up, and it was one of those sort of uh, post-corner routes, yeah. if you will. So he gets under it, makes the catch, and then goes out of bounds. It was a really impressive play. Did he go to the ground? Yeah. Did it make a sound? Uh, no. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, like a spider peeing on cotton. You're right, or like a gnat. <laughs> It lands, right? You just, wow. Did that even register? You know what I mean? Wow. That used to be my favorite saying. My offensive line coach used to say that when he thought that, you know, when, when we were having padded practices and he thought things were a little too soft, he's like, you guys aren't doing anything. It's like a spider peeing on cotton. That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah. See too soft. See and talk. Too quiet. Take carries and, you know, jump over people, hit the deck. I mean, you hear it. The ground moves, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Carol, Carol King, I feel the earth move under my feet. Right. I mean, it's funny, right? Everybody on the sideline, uh, the, the 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 chain gang, the referees, anybody there, when the play comes to them, right? Yeah. Everybody starts to back up 15 yards. No one moves when JoJo's running at you. Oh man, <laughs> it's true. And but no yeah. one moves. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I think I can stand here and take that one. Yeah. yeah. A- <laughs> anybody on defense you're you're uh, particularly looking forward to seeing? Uh, Kaiser. I'm still looking at the nose tackles. Greg Gaines. Absolutely. Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah. That's, that's huge. I think, uh, and I think both of those guys will play in preseason. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The more you can get, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Play every single snap. You know, um, for, for real, them, yeah, yeah, for everything. Uh, so Micah Kaiser, of course, uh, you know, a, a guy that keeps popping out um, is Taylor Rapp. Yeah, yeah, by where they use him, how they use him, and what he does. You know, he, he has a knack for always setting himself up for a high impact play. Yes, he yeah. does. Yeah, and and those those guys, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. I think I want to see two guys that are coming back from injury. And that's Kevin Peterson at cornerback and yeah. Morgan Fox on the defensive line. I think both of those guys were trending in a direction to really contribute in 2018, and then injuries kind of took them out of that. Can 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 Morgan Fox be this year's Matt Longacre? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? A guy that everyone had cut going into training camp, right? And then next thing you know, he's starting. Oh, goodness, I didn't have him cut going into training camp, though. Oh, for, for Longacre. Oh, for Longacre. That's what I mean, yeah. Okay. And then all yes. of a sudden, he's okay. starting yes. on game yes. day. You know yes. what I mean? I, I think it's a little bit different for Fox, just in the sense that he seems to be a significant part of the defensive line rotation already. I hope so. Yeah, he's a... I, I, we liked him ever since we saw him in preseason game number one way back when, right? Yeah. When all he did was make plays. Yes. Yeah, that's and perfect. Against Minnesota, too. I mean, that last one in 2016, that was great. Yeah, he's got what you can't teach as a defensive lineman. If you're yeah. going to be wrong, be wrong five yards up the field. For sure. Yes. All right, well, any parting shots? I'm going to pretend like this isn't our last one. Okay. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> you can do that. Uh, yeah. Matt, you got something over there? Don't let the nope, movie in. Not yet. Don't let the movie end. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't have very much to say. Uh, we did you? the sappy thing. Really? I know. We did the sappy thing the last time. So okay. All right. I just, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I appreciate people reaching out, and it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, I got a party got. shot. Yeah. Never, ever, ever sleep on the floor of an airplane. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. We did, we did watch. We did yeah. just read that. Oh, yeah. nasty. Okay, that's it. Nasty. Nope, just saying. Appreciate working with you. Appreciate your professionalism. And that's about it. Enjoy, Sounds great. Enjoy your time. Are you talking to him or me? Both oh. of y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that'll do it. Episode 100, 100. of Between the Horns. Can't take him back now. Oh, <laughs> baby. Yes. This one's for you, Miles. What is this? Oh, it's uh, the people that do the logical song. You ever watch The Office? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm taking my headset off now. <laughs> I'm walking away from set. For producer Matt, for DeMarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>